You are listening to the Sermon Podcast for Triumph Lutheran Brethren Church. Our vision is to see the life and message of Jesus transform hearts, homes, and cities. Wherever you are, our prayer is that God would meet you and that the life and message of Jesus would transform your life. To find more resources, go to triumphlbc.org. Our text for Thanksgiving Eve is a very common one on Thanksgiving. We're reading from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. All right, again, well, this probably isn't the first time that you've heard the story of the 10 lepers, especially at Thanksgiving. I mean, it's kind of one of those classic Thanksgiving texts. And and the reason that it is, reason it's one of those classic Thanksgiving texts is because we hear about this one grateful leper who says thank you to Jesus after he's healed. And then we hear about these uh, other nine lepers who are also healed, but they're ungrateful because they don't say thank you. And so this, of course, reminds us to make sure that we say thank you to God for the many blessings in our lives. Amen. Pass the turkey. And I mean, all of this is true, though. It is. I mean, we all should be people who are truly thankful for all of God's blessings in our lives. Because God has blessed us in all kinds of ways. But here's the thing. There's a lot more to this story. This story of the ten lepers is more slippery than it looks. It all starts at verse 11. Jesus is on the move, heading to Jerusalem, and he's traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And so right away, there's some tension introduced in the story here because the main character, well, the main character other than Jesus, uh, the main character is a leper. And now we have to understand that being a leper is, is one of the worst things that could have happened to you. Because, I mean, I mean, lepers are outcasts. They're forced to live their lives cut off from the community. They're, they're, they're separated from all of their family and loved ones and friends. They're forced to live on the outskirts of town, uh, outside the city, in leper colonies. 
I mean, they can't take part in public worship services. They, they can't go shopping in the marketplace. They can't work. And so as long as they have leprosy, they've got to beg on the streets to survive. I mean, it's awful. Again, worst things that could happen to you. And to make matters even worse, the main leper in our story is also a Samaritan. And the Jews at this time hated Samaritans. They, they, they despised them. And the reason that they despised the Samaritans was because they thought that Samaritans had defiled the Jewish faith and the Jewish bloodline. But Samaritans were people who, who took the Jewish religion and they mixed it up with uh, other beliefs and, and practices from, from other uh, nearby religions. And then they also intermarried with some of these folks, some of these non-Jewish people, which, which is why they thought that the, the true Jewish bloodline was tainted. So uh, there was a big, I mean, rivalry doesn't even quite cut it. There was some real conflict between the Jewish people and the Samaritans because of this. So the idea then that God would help a leper who's a Samaritan of all people, I mean, that would have been shocking because, I mean, in that time and place and day, most, most people would have just written off someone like that. People would have just uh, written off someone who was a leper and a Samaritan. But one thing we see here uh, is that Jesus is glad to shock people who have small-minded prejudices that Jesus isn't going to let anything interfere with God's desire to care for people, even and maybe especially people who are outsiders, people who everyone else ignores. So as Jesus enters this village, these 10 lepers come to see him, and they call out to Jesus from a safe, respectable distance, and they beg him for mercy. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I mean, for help, for compassion. They, they, they want to be healed, and, and they come together. They just basically lay all their cards on the table. They bank everything on the hope that Jesus will do something, anything at all, to help them. And he does. Right away, Jesus lets them know that if they want help and compassion, well, they've come to the right place. Look at verse 14. That this is, this is where things start to get really interesting here. This is fascinating. Because all Jesus says to them is, uh, to the 10 lepers, is go show yourselves to the priests. Now, th th there's only one reason for a leper to go and show himself or herself to the priest. And that's to show the priest that you're cured of your leprosy. So Jesus is saying, go show yourselves to a priest because the priests are the spiritual leaders, sure, but they also function as sort of like public health officers. And so once that they certify that, that, that a leper's been healed, then they can go back to their family and their community and their church and their life. So, so basically, when your leprosy's gone, in order to get your old life back, you got to go see the priest so the priest can make it official. So when Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest, they knew exactly what he meant. He knew that he was telling them that he was going to heal them. 
But here's the thing that I I think is so interesting here. Jesus told them to go and see the priests before there was any evidence that they'd been healed. He told them to go see the priest before there was any physical evidence that there was any kind of healing. And you know what? They went. All 10 of them went to see the priest with their missing ears and, and fingers and noses and all their rotting skin and their stinking sores. They went, all of them. Which is just another way of saying that they had faith. They, they all trusted Jesus. They, they trusted him at least enough to do what he told them to do. And at the end of verse 14, it says, And as they went on their way to see the priest, they were cleansed, healed. All ten of the lepers went on their way to see the priest, and they were all healed. They left Jesus with their bodies ravaged by leprosy, but and somewhere along the way to see the priest, they were healed. All ten of them were made whole and clean. And that's when one of the lepers breaks off from the group. Now, this, this is where the story starts to get slippery. Because this is the part where we're told that there's one leopard, leper who's thankful, and there are nine who are ungrateful. And so the lesson for us is always be thankful. But is that it? I mean, is that, is that it? Because that, that, that sounds more like, I don't know, the gospel according to its manners or something. See, this story is about way more than remembering to say thank you. <laughs> because, I mean, think about this. It's really kind of crazy to think that, that, that only one leper was thankful. I know that I'm speculating here, but all ten of these lepers had to be thankful. Don't you think? They all had to be grateful that they were healed. I mean, how could they not be grateful for this? I mean, maybe, probably even, let's say one of the lepers is a father. A father who had to stand at a distance and watch his baby boy grow up in the arms of his sister, maybe. And so he goes to see Jesus with all these other lepers, and Jesus tells them to go see the priest. And then on his way to see the priest, Jesus heals him. And all of a sudden, his body is healed, his sores are gone, his missing fingers are back. And just like that, he's given his life back. And now he can go back home and he, he can touch his little boy and love on him and, and be with him. I mean, he never thought that he'd be able to hold that little boy ever again. And now, because of Jesus, he can. He could be a dad again. And he isn't thankful. He's not thankful for that. He isn't grateful. Or maybe one of the lepers was a husband who hadn't held his wife in years. A husband who had to stand at a safe distance from his wife if he even wanted to look at her. No standing shoulder to shoulder, no holding hands, no hugging, no kissing, nothing physical between them at all. But now on his way to the priest, Jesus heals him. And so now he can run home and hold his wife in his arms and kiss her. They can live together. They can sleep in the same bed again together. 
Now, because of what Jesus has done, he got his marriage and his life back. He isn't thankful. Seriously? He isn't grateful? Just, uh, just listen to how uh, one author, a guy named Kent Hughes, how he poetically, I think, just beautifully describes what the experience of these lepers healing might have been like. He wrote this. From cadaverous faces, re-emerged ears, noses, eyebrows, lashes, and hairlines. Feet, toeless, ulcerated stubs were suddenly whole, bursting through small little sandals. Nobby appendages grew fingers. Barnacled skin became soft and supple. It would have been like being born again. And no doubt the dust of a wild celebration quickly began in the bright sunlight. Of course, these nine lepers are thankful. All ten of them are thankful. And I'm sure that they were all unbelievably thankful for being healed. How could they not be grateful? They had to be. So what this means then is that our story probably isn't really about one leper who's thankful and nine who aren't. Our story then is about something else. Now, don't get me wrong though, because I mean, I'm certainly not saying that there isn't a difference here. I'm definitely not saying that there isn't a difference between the, the, the one leper who returns to Jesus and the nine who don't. Because oh, there's a difference, all right. A big difference. Because even though each of the 10 lepers are healed, only one of them went back to Jesus. Even though all 10 of them had to be sincerely and profoundly grateful to Jesus for healing them, only one of them turned around and went back. You know why? Well, uh, there's a guy named Joel Green who's a commentator on the book of Luke. And he said something that, 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 that I read that, that I never saw before, never thought of before. Because remember, th th this guy wasn't just a leper, right? He was a Samaritan leper. And the Samaritans had a different religion, a competitive religion even. The, the, the Samaritans had their own temple. They didn't believe that the temple in Jerusalem was the real one. So they had their own temple in Gerizim. So the big controversy between Jews and Samaritans was, who has the real temple? Who has the real priests? Where is the real temple? Who are the real priests? And so Joel Green, this commentator, says that, that when the Samaritan leper was leaving and Jesus tells him, you know, go to the temple, show yourself to the priest, that the Samaritan leper would have very likely asked himself, okay, I'll go, but which one? The Jewish one or the Samaritan one? The Jewish temple or the Samaritan temple? The Jewish priests or the Samaritan priests? Where's the real temple? Who's the real priest? And then... I think suddenly he gets it. Why does he come back to Jesus? 
I mean, he's grateful. Yes, I know. But why does he come back? Jesus told him to go to the temple. Jesus told him to go to the priest. So that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. The, the difference between the 10 lepers isn't that one of them is thankful and the other nine are ungrateful. The difference is that one of them actually realizes who Jesus is. The one leper comes back because it dawns on him that Jesus must be the true priest, that Jesus must be the true temple. And not only that, but I think that our one returning leper friend was also given some sense or some understanding that Jesus was God. Remember verse 15. Remember what that says? It says that the one, that the Samaritan leper, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising who? Praising God, right? It says praising God in a loud voice. And then he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Because that's exactly what you do when the God-man himself is standing right in front of you. You throw yourself at his feet and say, thank you. I think the Samaritan leper gets it. I think he really, truly gets it. I, 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 think, I think he turns back and goes back to Jesus because he realizes that Jesus is the true and better priest. He's the one true mediator between God and humans. And I think he turns back because he realizes, has some sense that Jesus is the true and better temple, that, that Jesus is where you meet God. He, he's where you find forgiveness. And, and he's the one who tells you He's the one who tells you that you're clean and acceptable. I think the Samaritan leper gets it. So the question is then, do you? Do you get it? See, the greatest gift that God has given us is Jesus. The greatest gift God has given to us is the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life through the finished work of Jesus Christ for us. His perfect life, his suffering and death, his resurrection from the grave. I mean, I mean very much like the lepers in our story, we look at the, at the rot and decay of our sin and we feel the sting of death and we say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. And we believe that we receive God's gift of forgiveness by grace through faith in Jesus Christ with no strings attached. Do you get it? Like uh, uh, the Samaritan leper. Do you get it? Jesus is the one the true and better priest, the true and better temple, the God-man himself. And it's that same Jesus who's the one who tells us tonight, rise and go, your faith has made you well. That when you understand that, when, 
when you have even just a, a, a smidgen of understanding of who Jesus is and all that Jesus has done for you, well, I think it makes all the sense in the world then that we too would want to fall, fall down on our face and give him thanks too. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger, bounding in steadfast love. You don't accuse us or stay angry with us. Because of Jesus, you don't deal with us according to our sins. You don't repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is your steadfast love for us. As far as the east is from the west, so far do you remove our transgressions from us. And as a father has compassion on his children, Lord, you have compassion for us. And for these things and so much more, we're more thankful than we'll probably ever be able to say. Amen. Hey, I'm Pastor Doug. I just want to take a minute and to say thank you for downloading or streaming this content today. We try and pray that it will transform your heart and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. I have three quick thoughts that I just want to share with you and it'll, it'll only take a minute. First, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd be willing, visit our website at triumphlbc.org connect and let us know how we can reach out to you. Or you can visit triumphlbc.org events to find an activity that you could jump into. Second, we hope that you see this content as supplementary in your walk with Jesus. Our, our digital content isn't really designed to be a replacement for belonging and engaging with a gospel community whether that's here at Triumph or another church. And third, we invest a lot into producing this content and it's used to bless people like you and others all over our community. If this or really any of our other resources that you find online have been a blessing to you, would you consider giving? It's because of your generosity that we're able to continue creating and serving online. Thanks again and may the Lord bless you.